It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, D.C. Hoops fans everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bolts Forever writer, Ben Mahetch and myself, Anthony Citardino. We are your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Thank you all out there for tuning in whenever and wherever you may be making this show a part of your day. Make sure to go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Make sure to also go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. We'll be going over the Washington Wizards' latest loss against Atlanta. Uh, we'll also be going over Daniel Gafford's questionable playing time. And today's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But before we get into all that, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Let's get right into it, Ben. Led by Russell Westbrook, the Washington Wizards had led by double digits all game long Wednesday night, but failed to really get it done down the stretch. So let's get right into it, man. Um, another Wizards got swept in Atlanta. Not pretty. I want to get your, your uh, key takeaways. I hope you're doing well. But yeah, first off, how are you, my friend? And uh, what do you think about this about this little quick series in Atlanta? Yeah, like you said, led by double digits all game long. They looked like they were moving and grooving. Hal Neto had it going early on. Daniel Gafford came in and chipped in as he usually does. We'll get into that a little bit later. But the Wizards seemed to have it on lock. Everything that needed to go wrong for them to kind of lose the lead went wrong. And what I mean by that is they stopped moving the ball. Uh, they just totally started relying on Russell Westbrook to initiate their offense. I'm going to sandwich in some bad news in between good news, right? That's how they, they say that you should deliver bad news. Good news is Scott Brooks is very well loved by this, by this uh, roster, uh, very well liked around the league, very good players coach, great at handling Eagles in the locker room. I'm going to say some bad news now. When it comes to offensive sets down the stretch, he tends to just rely on the star players. Scott Brooks has been very lucky to coach Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and so on. And when 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 that's the situation, he's been just totally reliant upon their talent to close games. And sometimes that doesn't work. And if you're the Washington Wizards, you need more than Russell Westbrook to close games. And, and down the stretch, it looked like Scott Brooks was just sort of kind of hoping Russell Westbrook would lead the way. And, and the Hawks caught on. Trey Young and Bogdanovich combined for 53 points. Clint Capella, 17 and 11. They got it going, and the Wizards just kept relying on Russell Westbrook, and it didn't work eventually. It just stopped working because in the NBA, you need more than one player to close games, and the Wizards haven't seemingly learned that, and, and Scott right. hasn't. But, but the good news is the Wizards still have time to turn it around. Um, Scott Brooks, I don't know how, how the fans feel. I don't know how much confidence they have in Scott Brooks to turn it around in that sense, but there is some time to figure it out. I think these, these mistakes are glaring, and... I think Scott Brooks is the sort of coach to maybe pick up on the cues and, and know that, you know, some adjustments have to be made here. The, the history doesn't say that he'll make those adjustments, but I think it's pretty clear that they have to be made, Anthony. So what, what do you think of what went right. wrong here? Because honestly, I watched the game and I was like, man, they're really taking it to Atlanta. They were up by 15 points at one point and it looked like they were just cruising their way to a win. Yeah. Ben, I, I really do agree with you. I think it was there was a lot of issues with the uh, front court rotation there, and Russell Westbrook did all he could. 34 points, 
you know, five rebounds, 15 assists, three steals. I mean, turning the ball over only four times uh, while taking almost 30 shots. Ben, he went 12 for 28 from the floor, uh, four for nine from three, and he played 40 minutes. So again, it, he put on a great, uh, he, he had a great performance. Uh, Brad was not out there. Um, a lot of other people chipped in like a Daniel Gafford off the bench. Ben, I want to get your take on, uh, on um, some more of these guys that really chipped in Davis Bertans, 31 minutes, 14 points, um, four for 10 from three, you know, 40%. Uh, you know, he, he, was he pouring them in when, um, when it mattered? I don't know. I don't think so down the stretch, not really um, uh, in key clutch time. Again, Ben, I agree with you that Scott Brooks was mainly going to, uh, to Russ at the end there. And it just it wasn't working down the stretch. And again, uh, not a lot. Of, there was not too much production besides um, what I saw from Daniel Gafford. Ben, we will get into Daniel Gafford later in the show, but, you know, 16 points, 17 minutes, that's, that's all we really got to say. And, and we will get into more of that later. Ben, who else do you think was really key in this, um, in, in, in this matchup that could have maybe um, made more of an impact or uh, really just uh, didn't, didn't show up that should have showed up? Well, again, more bad news. And we talked about Rui Hachimura last game, the fact that he didn't live up to expectations. With Bradley Beal out, he has a bigger role. He's got to shoot more. He's got to hit more shots. And his offensive sort of role has increased with Brad out. But once again, Rui didn't step up to the plate. 11 points in 30 minutes is just not going to get it done uh, for the Washington Wizards. He's their third most versatile offensive player on the roster. And I think with Brad out, um, you know, his shots got to increase. And the fact that he's settling again is a little bit concerning. Um, it's not doom and gloom for Rui. Obviously, he's very young and he's got a, a ways to go, but it would be nice to see him contributing these games because, I mean, how often does a player his age get these sorts of opportunities to step in for a star player like Brad and have an increased role? It would have been nice to see him step up. But a player like Howell Neto stepped up. I mean, he's been playing really well lately. He's the best perimeter defender on the team, I think, especially from the guard position. He's consistent uh, as an offensive player, 14 points in 29 minutes. Again, he's got that step back sort of uh, right. drop step shot in the paint that he's mastered. Yep. I love Howell Neto. I don't, I don't know the Wizards situation in the free agency, how they're going to approach it. I would love if he came back because he's such a dude that you can, you can rely on on a night in night out basis. He's not one of these players where he's inconsistent and you don't really know what you're going to get every single night. When you put Howell Neto on the floor, you know, you're going to get hustle. You're going to get steals. You're going to get made shots. And he, he does, he rarely makes a mistake. So kudos to Howell Neto for really carving out a role when, Honestly, most people probably didn't expect them to. So those two players, uh, I, I think, have, have curious roles going forward. But Anthony, right, right. Daniel Gafford, that's, that's the elephant in the room. So let's talk about it. Before we do that, I want to let you know that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We love the Yankees. So when we catch them, we, put it, we place our bets on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head to the bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget the promo code LOCKDOWN. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So like I said, Anthony, the elephant in the room, the fact that the Washington Wizards had an opportunity to win this game but squandered it, and I think some of this falls on Scott Brooks. I, I really do. I mean, this is a team that has needed a productive center all season long, struck gold with Daniel Gafford, and he produced again on Wednesday, 16 points and four rebounds off the bench, 17 minutes. This all happened after Scott Brooks just a week ago said that he's earned more playing time, still just 17 minutes, wasn't in foul trouble whatsoever on Wednesday. Anthony, what do we make of this? Because I will give you credit. When, when the Wizards traded Troy Brown for Daniel Gafford, we didn't expect much. But you said if he does produce, don't be surprised if Scott Brooks puts him in a situation where he's not getting the playing time that he might deserve. You called that before anybody else did, Anthony. So what do you make of this, his role on the team and the fact that he's probably not getting as much playing time as he should be getting? Ben, you you hit the nail on the head, man. It's just right – like. One of the biggest issues with Daniel Gaffer, which there, there's not many, is his foul trouble. And against the Hawks, there was none of that. Um, he got little to none minute. I mean, he got 17 minutes. He went 8 for 11 from the floor. He he put up 16 in those 17 minutes. It does not make any sort of sense why he did not play an extensive role in this game. He he was cruising. What else can you say? Um you know, he he would he done he would have done much better in there than say an Alex Len or uh, or Robin Lopez, and that's not that's not a slight at those guys, but still, you just look at how well he was doing with the time that he was given. Ben, he was, you know, he missed three shots. So again, Scott Brooks, he has to make those decisions. He did not play. He chose to not play Daniel Gafford down the stretch. He chose to not play him half the game, more than half the game. So. What can we do? We've, we've been dealing with, with strange rotations all season. Um, more so, we talked about it. We really focused on that uh, in the first 30 games when Russ was dealing with his torn quad that no one really knew of. And, um, you know, Brad was really like le- left out to hang, uh, you know, dry, dry alone. So he, he was um, the main focus. And, every, and, and we, were just, we were talking about the same, you know, the same issues, the same rotation issues, the same defensive issues. And, and now that we see, you know, a couple games without Brad, you know, this team is easy to fall back into that, Ben. There's not much depth. The, 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 the team is not that consistent. Tell you the truth. I mean, we, we go back to it. I mean, the most consistent things on, the, on this team, obviously, besides Brad and Russ, <laughs> is probably Robin Lopez. And that's just, it, it, it really is, it, it's, it's kind of sad to say that, but I mean, you know, he has had a very consistent season. It's just for, for the position, for, for what they want, you know, to do. It's just, it's not exactly the most ideal um situation for them but again you have to play the right guys when um when when they're matched up correctly against uh, you know teams that they're able to play well against and Daniel Gafford showed that he was able to play well against the Atlanta Hawks Ben Clint Capella down low he did work against the against the Washington Wizards in both games he played great Daniel Gafford could have done the same thing if he was given the minutes. So, yeah, I, I would have to say that's um, a, a pretty big blunder on Scott's end. I mean, he's probably looking back at it now and, you know, he, he probably, uh, I mean, who knows if he would change it, he, uh, you know, if he, if he was able to look back, but again, that's not our call. I think this is um, questionable going into the play in tournament, Ben. Do you because, raise a huge point, Anthony? I mean, because that's a that's, huge point. I mean, right. They, they get, they get to the play in, they got one shot, and if Daniel Gafford's given, you know, if he's given 15 minutes and he scores 15 points in those 15 minutes, come on. 
Like the Washington Wizards are the only team in the NBA that have a three center rotation. Nobody in the NBA plays three centers. There's no one, no, not a oh, team. I hear you. Plays three I hear you. Centers. You know they did. They did. They did lose their starting center. I, I want to give them. You know, I want to give them a little breathing room on that. You know, they and they did not. But they but, just but found again. the guy who can start. Is the issue. Yeah. yeah. And and and. He's giving you. He proved, he proved that early on. He proved that in the first three, four games that he, you know, he, he right, did. exactly. And and Anthony, the the thing is, what more can you possibly want from him? Sixteen points in seventeen minutes. I tried to literally sit down and think about this from a basketball perspective. From a basketball perspective, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how Alex Len and Robin Lopez are getting just as much, if not more, minutes than this guy. It it just doesn't. You look at the data. The Wizards are better offensively when Daniel Gafford's on the floor. They're way better defensively when he's on the floor. So if you want to put your team in a position where they're in a better position to win basketball games, not playing Daniel Gafford hurts you. So when, from a Scott Brooks perspective, I just don't understand how this guy isn't, one, starting, and two, playing 25-plus minutes a game. Could it be a conditioning thing? Maybe. I'm not sure. But for, if that aside, assuming that he's well-conditioned, as most professional NBA players are, I just don't understand how this guy's not starting and getting the minutes that he deserves because he's above and beyond. Right, With all right. due respect to Robin Lopez and Alex Lund, he's the best center on the team, and it's not even close. He's He's been the best rim protector on this team for a long time. I think, Ben, you can attest to that. It's been a long time for them since they had a guy like this that, to, to be able to work down low like, like he does. The deflections, his presence down low, it is everything that they need. And, Ben, i got to tell you the truth, man. If, if he's not playing 30 minutes in this playing game, I don't know – why did you trade for him? Yeah, we've had no indication that he will play those minutes. I mean, he's never played really over 15, 17 minutes over the last month or so or whenever the trade timeline was, you know, a few months now. Um, we've have, we have no sort of indication from Scott Brooks that his role is going to change. And, and I think this is the sort of thing that the team needs to evaluate going forward because it seems like common practice to play your best players. But for whatever reason, Scott Brooks is, is sort of stuck on playing this three – three center rotation. And I don't think it's doing the team any good. You look right. at these recent, recent games, like you said, Clint Capella has really looked like an all NBA player. He's not an all NBA player. He's a very good player. He's not an all NBA player, but playing these three centers has really made him look like Bad. a star. And I think they need to look themselves in the eyes and realize that Daniel Gafford is the best option for this team going forward. Ben, you want to take a guess at what his uh, per 36 minutes is for Gafford. Yeah. It's it's got to be like with the Wizards with the with the games this year with the Wizards. It's probably twenty one games that he's played. What is it like twenty and ten or something like that? Yeah, man, he's right now. It's it's over just over (laughs) twenty, almost twelve rebounds a game and almost four blocks. So yeah, it's just give him the minutes. He's averaging seventeen minutes a game. Scott, he needs to play. He needs to play the most out of the front court, and that's just a fact. He's it. I mean, defensively, that's exactly what this team needed. And Ben, you and I were wrong about the trade. This is this is what the this is what the Wizards needed, and and they got it. So again, you traded for him. You made you made the big turnaround after the trade deadline. Really, after the All Star break. Now they're in contention to grab either an eight or a seven seed after the playing tournament. Ben, they got to play him. They have no choice to. So I don't know. If, I don't know what's. They continue to go down this road where he's getting 15, 16, 17 minutes. I don't know what they're looking at for film. I don't know really. It's just, it's not, it's not the most ideal situation right now, Ben, because again, like you said, this is not a slight at Robin Lopez or Alex Lennon. They just cannot do what Daniel Gafford can against pretty much every, 
I'm going to say it against every team in the NBA. And that's just a fact because there's only, I mean, that's why rim protectors get paid that much. You you pay for a great rim protector. You're paying a lot of money in in the NBA. And I know everyone makes a lot of money, but still there's not many, that there's not many good rim protectors that that, that you could, that you come by. And that's and Daniel Gafford. He, he showed that tonight, Ben or, or uh, Wednesday night. So, it, it, it's brutal to watch a guy pretty much score a point every minute that, that he's out there for, and he's only getting 15 minutes. So, yeah, he's a he's a joy to watch, and and it's, I, I got to say, just from a fan basketball fan's perspective, it's it's pretty frustrating that um, he needs to be unleashed. It's like the Wizards have this like budding young player on the team, and it's it's exciting because, like you said, the Wizards haven't had a really exciting young big man in a very long time. Javale McGee was the last time the Wizards have had that sort of athletic. Um, hyper uh, shot blocking big man since JaVale McGee and, and and Daniel Gafford can be better than him. He's more disciplined when he's blocking shots. He seems more aware. His footwork is a hell of a lot better. It's really exciting. And just to kind of not see the full potential of him can be pretty frustrating, Anthony. But the Wizards are going to need Daniel Gafford in today's matchup because Cleveland has some size. Bradley Beal is out for that game. Before we talk about that, though, we let you know that Built Bar is offering a special deal for the most delicious and nutritious protein bars on the net. Anthony loves them. I love them. I tend to prefer cookie dough, but there's plenty of delicious flavors out there. It's high protein, high fiber. You can really get any flavor you want at BuiltBar.com. If you use the promo code BUILT15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com with the promo code BUILT15. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And right now, the Wizards are basically locked in the 10th spot. Quentin we May- are, man. Here we are. 10th spot, Quentin Mayo broke the news that Bradley Beal will not be playing against Cleveland tonight, Friday night. Uh, that means that Russell Westbrook is again carrying a load. We've got to keep questioning Scott Brooks's adjustments until he makes them. Cleveland is in the situation where the playoffs are not no longer a, a, a uh, expectation, and they have nothing to lose. So they're always a dangerous team to play here at the end of the year. Uh, Anthony, what do we make of this game? Is this a must-win for Washington or what? Well, you know, Ben, like you just said, they're locked into the ten. So again, if they, I mean. We talked all last podcast about, well, not all, but we talked a little bit about how much home court advantage means, right? And I don't think, I mean, you and I, we've talked about, I mean, you know, with the, the fan situation, with, uh, with how much COVID has affected it, I don't think it matters that much this season. Obviously, it's going to matter a little bit, traveling purposes and, and, and such. But Ben, um, 
I think I, I like the Wizards' chances regardless where they play against an Indiana Pacer team. Um, and, and really, um, if, we, if we expand on that, I, I do like them against, right now, Boston and, and Charlotte. Ben, let, let's, let's get into it. The entire play-in tournament. It's looking like Boston's going to play Charlotte. The loser of that will play the winner of Wizards and, and, and the Pacers. Do you think the Wizards can take both Charlotte and Boston? Or do you think that's where their season ends? I think Charlotte's probably the most dangerous team of the bunch. Uh, Indiana stands no chance against Washington with, with a healthy Bradley Beal. Indiana right. is just hanging on by a thread. Their coaching situation is seemingly a disaster. I think they're just waiting for the season. And obviously, Sabonis has been balling. Malcolm Brogdon, once he returns, is very good. Karis LeVert is an all-star type of player. They have some really interesting young players in the team, an interesting roster. I just have no faith in their coaching staff whatsoever. Boston is a disaster. Jalen Brown is hurt. Um, we're in a situation where Brad Stevens might not even be back. I think Boston is, has, an, has had an unfortunate season. Oh, man, no, no. They got to hang on to our guy, Brad. I mean, hey, 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 why do they? I, I, don't, I think this is a situation where Ben, – Ben is ben – is, Guys, get him on Lockdown Celtics right now. Get, yeah. get him get him right now. John Corrales wants you on right now. But just put it out of the headline. Ben Mahich is calling for Brad Stevens' job. That's just what it's what I'm it not is. Calling for it. We're, this is we're, the, we're, we're thing, getting we're gonna get Corrales on the show. We're gonna get him on. <laughs> this is the thing, Anthony. The Celtics don't operate like the Wizards. Uh, they, they have high expectations. They have championship expectations. Right. For sure. Brad Stevens has, has struggled over the last few years, especially this season. They've, they've, they've invested a lot in this team with the Kemba Walker deal. Uh, Jason Tatum, a budding star. Jalen Brown, a budding star. They just made a pretty big trade in getting ready Daniel Theis. Signed Tristan Thompson. That did not pan out. Signed Jeff Teague. That did not pan out. So they made some moves. They haven't really worked. And Brad Stevens has had a, some hard time getting a handle on this roster. So I don't know. I think his season could be on the line. I think there's a situation where they can both look at each other and say, maybe this isn't the best fit for each other going forward. Charlotte, I think, is dangerous where they're the opposite of Boston, where they right, don't have right. expectations, where LaMelo Ball is their star player, right. where, where Miles Bridges is balling. Terry Rogier at times looks like an all, all-star type of player. Gordon Hayward is hurt, but he may be back. Who knows? Right. This is a team that has nothing to lose. They're very young. They're exciting. When was the last time the Charlotte Hornets slash right. Bobcats have been excited? Never in my life truly has this team been excited. I completely agree with you that they are they are the most dangerous team out of that out of that bunch for the Wizards. And Ben, when was the last time you ever heard an owner come out about their their lottery pick rookie when they said, "Yeah, he's he, he's exceeding expectations. We didn't think he was going to be that good." Michael Jordan actually said, like, came out and said that. That's like that just made my head spin. You know, right? I mean, you picked him third overall. I, I'm guessing you had high hopes for him. Apparently not. But <laughs> Ben, Hell, he's playing. Man, he's but he's like- playing absolutely. He, he's killing it. Dude, he he's got is, rookie of the year locked up in my mind. But he's got he's got it locked up. This kid this kid knows he's a star and he plays like it. And how many times do you do you get that out of a rookie where it takes them some time? Even, uh, even like, his even court guys, vision, his court his vision, court is, vision is amongst the best the in the league. And the confidence he has to yeah. throw and make some of the passes that he does exceeds most point guards in the NBA who've been playing for years in the league. He throws some of the sickest passes that I've ever seen. Truly, and he right. plays with such swag. Everybody understands his flaws and he just, he plays as if he's flawless. And I think there's something to that. The entire team has played with a swag that I've never seen out of the Hornets. Right. Truly. He's, he's brought out a level of, of, of confidence out of this team 
that I never thought the Charlotte Hornets could have. So shout out to LaMelo Ball. He's proved me wrong. He's proved a lot of scouts. And I think right. if you could do a redraft, he'd go number one and it wouldn't yeah. be close. Ben, I think that, yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. Charlotte, they, they have a great young squad and they're, they're on the come up. I mean, they, they just lost Kemba Walker a couple of years ago and, and now they have a chance to play against him and, and take, a, take a playoff spot. I do think they are going to beat the Celtics just because of the loss of Jalen Brown. Super sad news. Hate to hear that late in the season, especially a young, growing star and, and Jalen Brown. So, yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, those guys uh, over there, they're, they're going to be a little he- uh, left out. You know, they're going to be left out to dry. So, I mean, Kemba, he's been inconsistent. He has not been playing much. And a lot of guys have been – a lot of teams have been guarding Jason Tatum like they, they guard Curry. I mean, triple teaming them like crazy. And, and that's probably what's going to happen in the playing tournament. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing Boston's chances will probably be uh, – will be done there just because of their injuries and really because of Ben, they've dealt with COVID more than any team in the NBA this season. They have by far the most players out, uh, most time missed and it, it's unfortunate, but that's just, that's what, that's the world we live in. And, and um, it, it, it sucks that, that it's turning out for this team because we know what a great team this is. This is the same team that, that took LeBron James seven games in the Eastern conference finals when he was still in Cleveland, you know, same team that just made Philly look like, you know, an eight seed, a bubble team last year, beat them three one. Yeah, no so, yeah. I don't, I don't want to blame Brad Stevens. I, I don't want to blame the Celtics at all. I just think they've had really bad luck with COVID, with, with injuries, and now especially with this Jalen Brown injury. So again, Charlotte's yeah, probably I, I need to win. I think you know the the talent on the roster and just the the depth of that team is better than their the record indicates. But I do think you know that. I think there is something to the fact that their chemistry has been kind of off, like the whole year. Like the, the team has been largely the same, but they don't they don't look like they're they they enjoy playing with each other. And I think there is something to that. I mean, you just listen to the way Brad Stevens talks about the team, and even them, they it almost seems like they're acknowledging that ah, you know, this team isn't what we wanted it to be. I remember Danny Ainge, like midway through the season, said like you know that the Jeff Teague signing, in more or less words, didn't really pan out. <laughs> the season really isn't going as expected. So. I don't look that, that that's not an indictment on Brad Stevens. I just think sometimes you, you need to move on. You need a new voice. Right. I think Brad Stevens would get signed just a day after he loses his job or chooses to leave. He's He'd be picked up in a second. There's no way they're going to, they're, they're not, they're not losing him. They're holding on to him. All right. well, well, Hey, great thing about podcasts is they're recorded and they're posted. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll look hey, back maybe, on this and I'll maybe look lose him. Maybe, 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 maybe he ends up in DC and we do a little, holy crap. Wow. Brad Stevens to Washington. Why you not? guys heard it here. Locked on <laughs> faithful. Brad Stevens is on his way after this season. He's coming. He's coming. Hey, hey, I think I think most people would welcome that at this point. But Anthony, before we let these guys go, let's make quick predictions for tonight. The Cavs are pretty sad here. They're, they're tanking for Cade. Uh, they're in the position that I thought Washington right. would be in for a very long time. They're right. 26 games below 500. Not much to play for besides those lottery balls, but they are coming off a win against the Celtics. So win against the Celtics uh, and no Brad. And so. a vintage game for Kevin Love, thirty and fourteen in his last game. Colin Sexton doing yeah. what he always does, balling. And let's make quick predictions here. Trap game. Anderson Vergeau's back. Ooh, uh, I'm not sure, but he's back. Very old, not very good anymore. Three minutes, four and two in those three. So let's make quick predictions. Man, here. every time I picture Anderson Verzhao in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey, I just always picture Dwayne Wade just dunking on him, stepping over him, and like just 
the arena going crazy if you remember that dunk. But Ben, I'm going with a win. Yes, the the Cavs have been truly sad. I think it'll be a great um reunion for for Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook as they are uh, old college buddies, roommates, and uh, best friends. Obviously, uh, Ben. I'll go further. I think the the Wizards are also going to get whether Brad is healthy or not. I will predict that they um listen. This is it. Friday, Sunday. That's the that is the season. It is in the can, and and they're playing Charlotte. They're playing Charlotte at uh, I think it was one p.m. They just announced. And Ben, I'm going to go with a win there. I think I think the the Wizards are going to give a, a you know Charlotte a taste of uh if you know um, if potentially that that uh that second that second playing uh game. Yeah, I'll go with a win here too. I, I don't think it's going to be an easy one though. I think the Wizards have to. I think Scott Brooks has to show up his rotations here. Jared Allen is really good, and and and. He plays a similar style of basketball that Daniel Gafford does. He plays above the rim. He's a very good shot blocker. He matches up very well with Daniel Gafford. That's the matchup to watch for me. The Wizards are going to keep playing this three-center rotation. They might find themselves uh, in some trouble here. It would be smart, I think, if they gave Gafford some more playing time. And I think that's the storyline to watch moving forward because, as as Anthony pointed out, uh, if the Wizards want to make some moves in the play-in and make some noise, Gafford is their guy before we let you guys go. We let you know that Lockdown Today podcast is the best podcast under 20 minutes. You get all your latest news in every major sport with host Peter Bukowski and the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again on Monday to review tonight's win or loss. And if you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. For Anthony, it's Lockdown Wizards. We'll be back again on Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 